You are listening to Ocean Potty, the podcast hosted by me, Mads Ocean, marine biologist, underwater content creator, and general ocean frother. Each week, I invite a new guest on the show for a chilled glass of wine or two and some lighthearted chat about the ocean. So stay tuned as I attempt to prove that it's not all doom and gloom for our blue planet. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Ocean Potty, the podcast where we have a little bit to drink and talk a lot about the sea. So I know it's been a while since we sat down and had a chat, um, since things have opened up from COVID a bit and my life's been a bit crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, we're back today and we're also back with some incredibly exciting news and that is Ocean Potty season two has also kicked off. Now, I know, I know what you're thinking. Why are you doing a second season when you're clearly still doing the first? Well, I wanted to try something a little bit different for some of my podcasts. I wanted to try to investigate a bit and um, do something a bit more formal and a bit less chatty and more investigating a topic. So instead of setting up a whole new podcast, I decided to do a second season. So anyway, if you want to go and listen to that, just head over to the same place where I assume you got to this podcast and then go on the second season. And yes, it's focusing on sharks. I know, exciting. So yeah, I'm super stoked about that. First episode is about the Galapagos. Head over there now and give it a listen. Anyway, today on the podcast, we have a wonderful friend of mine. Her name is Emma Sparrow, and she is a co-founder of Ocean Mimic. Um, so it's actually quite funny. Emma and I met in Bali, I think it was last year. Um, if you've never been to Bali, there's this cute little spot called Changu. And it's basically the place where all the digital nomads and content creators and like general expat people tend to live in Bali. Um, and I was back over there last year and, um, I was literally sitting in a cafe on Instagram and, um, these rash guards pop up and they are literally the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Um, and I had about two days, I think, until I went out to go and see the whale sharks in Sendrawasi in West Papua. And, um, so I just literally dropped the most fangirl email I ever think I have to anyone, to Emma, because I went on their Instagram and I couldn't believe it when I said it, I saw in their bio that it said that they were in Changu. So then a few hours later, Emma rocks up on her scooter and we're having lunch together in Changu. And I mean, since then, it's just been brilliant. Um, and I cannot uh, advocate enough for how amazing this company is. Not only are their rash guards made out of recycled plastic, but um, they also have an incredible beach cleaning initiative in Bali. Anyway, I'm ruining the whole podcast here. So um, <laughs> I'm going to let Emma crack on and tell you, as I always start my podcast, I've got to change this up a bit, you know. I'm going to let her start off by telling us a little bit about Ocean Mimic and how it all began. Great. Yeah. So I started the journey with Ocean Mimic when I was working as a dive instructor in Malaysia on a tiny island called Pulau Rawa. And it was usually like pristine, beautiful beaches, no trash anywhere. And 
it was just so shocking to see once monsoon season came along, loads of trash would wash up onto these beaches. So that's kind of where the story began. Uh, I was there with my friend Chelsea and we came up with this idea to create a movement all about plastic, um, trying to inspire people to reduce the amount of plastic they use and also to build up a cleanup community, which is what we have now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's really, really amazing to um, see what you've done and you've built this incredible company that has two aspects to it. There's obviously the beach cleaning side and this trash movement, um, the educational side, and then it has these beautiful rash guards. Uh, I actually have one myself, they're gorgeous. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's go, let's go back to um, the the root of the problem this this experience mm -hmm. that you had in Malaysia because for me being out in Indonesia for the last few years um, especially during monsoon season there is a prolific plastic problem yeah that's so true yeah it's absolutely devastating you hear about it on the news all the time in like the UK or the Western world um, that there is a trash problem but it's when you come to places like Bali where you see it on the ground, that it really hits home. Um, yeah. We've picked up over a ton of trash before in just one weekend. It was in crazy. In a weekend? That's nuts. In a weekend, in just two hours with like 40 people. Now, it's very different beach cleaning in the UK than it is in Indonesia. And I can definitely um, account for that. But a ton is incredible. Like that is, that is a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was 700 kilos in an hour. Oh <laughs> my gosh. How many people were participating? Uh, around 40 people. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I thought you were going to say it, way, way, way more than that. No, and it, and it didn't look clean afterwards. It was the case where you could literally stand where the water was like lapping, where the, where the waves were coming up the beach and just stay in one place and just pick up, pick up plastic, wait for the next wave, pick up more plastic. So... <laughs> It was, that's wow. the craziest day. It was insane. We had a, a similar thing, actually. When I, um, when I was out in Wakatobi a few years ago, it was one of the most horrendously plastic-filled beaches I'd ever seen. We were on this uninhabited, well, mainly uninhabited, tropical island in the middle of nowhere, not even tourists nearby in Wakatobi. And same thing there. We started cleaning the beach and we finished and it was literally like you were standing on a football pitch and you'd cleaned I don't know a square meter it was it was just it was mm. ridiculous and there was so much plastic yeah flip-flops toothbrushes crates um food packaging yeah. cups it was really prolific horrendous like there's there's not even any words to describe it I know and it's so hard to stay um motivated when that happens when you spend a whole hour cleaning and you look at it and you're like, I have barely scratched the surface here. And, and then to then yeah. be like, okay, let's do a cleanup next week. Uh, it's, it's an interesting journey to, to keep that motivation. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I can definitely agree with that. And I think um, one of the more difficult things for, the, for me in the last few years as well has been seeing the marine life getting caught up in this plastic. Um, there was a very famous video um, that's, that went viral on the internet from very near where you live at the moment in Bali and in Nusa Penida, mm. 
where the mantas are swimming in plastic and obviously manta rays are filter feeders and they're circulating this water through their mouths and over their gills and you're watching them hoovering in a plastic soup yeah it's devastating that's that's the whole motivation behind what what we do is just that it's the animals like marine life are eating all this plastic like from the biggest scale to when you see these whales washing up down to uh, corals apparently love eating tiny little bits of microplastic <laughs> the whole way through the food chain we've got this plastic issue and it's and so much marine life dies every single year just because of our uh, laziness in some cases or lack of infrastructure so it's so frustrating it is it is definitely frustrating and i think something that is massively lacking in asia specifically is the education mm-hmm. um bali has actually become very very eco-conscious in recent years um i can't remember is it it's not a plastic free island yet is it no they they had they put a ban in place of single use plastics which w- was plastic bags styrofoam and straws mm. and we saw like loads of the supermarkets and the mini marts banned plastic bags, right. which is great news, amazing yeah. step in the right direction, but nowhere near done. And once you got to the north, it's no one even knows there's a plastic ban. <laughs> like it's so it, there's still a long way to go. Yes, and this is exactly what I wanted to come on to as well. Is is um so Bali is a massive tourist destination these days. It's very very popular. Um and when you go there, you, in the South especially, you see these eco-conscious, vegan, sustainability vibe area. and um, But that's not really representative of the rest of Indonesia or the rest of Asia, where plastic use is extremely high. Um, and there is very, very little education about it and very little awareness of the problem as a whole. Yeah. Um, so you've been working on solutions out in Indonesia about... Um, how how we can tackle this problem um you've been doing local beach cleanups um what do you think are the solutions that we could carry out across indonesia it's a very good question and there's no simple answer because it's such a multifaceted problem there are so many different ways that Mm. you can tackle it um what we focus on is education mostly um, but you, there's also uh, composting, infrastructure, reducing the plastic that's being used. Um, there's so many different ways, so many different issues. But we're focusing mostly on education and the cleanups are merely a tool to educate, uh, which is important mm. because some people see cleanups as pointless. They're like, oh, what you pick up is just like a fraction of what ends up in the ocean every day. And I know that's true. But the main purpose for us with cleanups is that it's raising awareness about the problem to everyone involved watching or who sees it later on social media. And it's a a starting point for people to start being educated about the problem. So we're focusing on educating local children as well. We've had a few schools come down to the beach and do cleanups with us. We play games with them where they learn about the problem. Um, so that's how we're trying to tackle it. But there's honestly an endless list of ways that we should go about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's really, really, really interesting for me to hear you talk about cleanups as a 
as a tool um, for education because, um, so I'm currently, not many people know this, but back in London at the moment, and I'm working for a company that works in microplastic research um, Mm, at the moment. And I actually have quite a long history, I suppose, with plastic because I also did my undergraduate thesis on it. Um, And I think this is a really, really powerful message. And I think it is really great that you're using beach cleanups as a tool to educate people because the more education that we have, then we can start turning off the tap. People will start being able to reuse more. People will start being able to say no to plastic. Um, And I think it's incredibly important as well that um, you're educating children because they are the next generation. And in Indonesia as well, uh, there are a lot of people, I think, who probably won't change their ways. (laughs) So I think it's so important to have the kids there um, coming in. Yeah, definitely. The the kids are more eager to learn and more like malleable. So it's 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 and it's so much more fun working with kids as well. <laughs> you can play games and and um and they're more they kids all kids love animals, right? So if you give yeah. give them that um make them understand that the plastic is making the fish sick and do you want the fish to be sick? No. So that's oh. kind of um that's one of the messages that we try and like come bring across um yeah oh that's so adorable yeah they're really sweet (laughs) so what would you um what would you say that your kind of normal day looks like what do you do in a normal day I mean obviously we're in lockdown at the moment but what do you do in a normal day yeah um so when we're not in lockdown (laughs) a normal day I'm constantly whizzing around uh from place to place meeting with people like um uh we have some volunteers based in Bali as well. So we, we meet and discuss ideas and there's a million different projects usually going on. Mm-hmm. So it, we usually have one cleanup going on a week, um, sometimes more. So there's cleanup days. We also work, I work a lot on my laptop on um, creating these educational programs for, for kids, like developing games, proposals to get more schools involved. And yeah, so many, so many things. We were also just about to open up um, a space that we could sort our own waste. Oh, wow. Which meant that we could, yeah, which was so exciting. It literally happened like a week before lockdown. And I was like, yeah, we have a sorting space and we can't use it. But oh. uh, that's still waiting for when we come out the other side of this. So, so that we have um before we were using a recycling facility called eco bali who are fantastic but i wanted to figure out more creative ways to use the waste that we were picking up like maybe getting artists involved and getting school children to come down and see what how to segregate waste and it just opened up a whole new um little project Mm. with with the waste that we're picking up so that was another thing that we were doing but a typical day is yeah me whizzing around on my bikes meeting people and working in cafes on my laptop and um yeah (laughs) so um this kind of brings us into the other aspect of your business so um I don't know what the proper term for this is but Mm. you're an entrepreneur oh god I can't speak today entrepreneur I just can't speak entrepreneur (laughs) you're an entrepreneur there we are that works in the (laughs) in the sustainable ethical swimwear kind of sphere Mm. um so let's come back to these trash guards as you call them i absolutely love this (laughs) um so i was literally stopped over in changu for 
two nights or something and um I'd yeah. I'd seen your your stuff on Instagram and I think I had literally just dropped you an email it was like a word vomit email like oh my god I'm so in love with these I'm about to go it was exactly this time last year you know <laughs> literally exactly this time last year and I was like I'm about to go um out to West Papua to go and find some whale sharks and I like I'd love to represent your get a rash card or something and then we ended up meeting up in Bali and it was it was really really amazing um yeah and yeah even back then same thing you were whizzing around every day um and let, let's talk more about this about this incredible mm. product that you've brought to the market that is seeking to kind of change how we buy swimwear and how we manufacture products yeah yeah this is I, I love our um, swimwear side as well, and it's constantly um, this interesting balance of working uh, on the, all the charity stuff and on the brand. Um, so originally, we, uh, it was me and my friend Chelsea who came up with the idea to create these suits which mimic different sea creatures. So that's why we're called Ocean Mimic. So we've got like the mandarin fish design, we have the whale shark, which you have, um, we have a bunch of designs and um, each suit is made of a recycled plastic material. So it's a fabric made of recycled nylon, um, which is really cool, has a much lower carbon footprint. And, and then for each suit that people buy, it contrib contributes to our charity and we pick up kilos of trash for every suit and we are able to tell people exactly where we picked up that trash from so it's super transparent um so yeah we launched that a year ago on kickstarter and we were successfully funded which was so exciting and we're still um still like developing new designs we just released a turtle design and we're releasing one next week a new one as well so stay tuned for that um, yeah, so that's how exciting. <laughs> so, what was this journey like um, going from dive instructor into businesswoman? How has that transition been? Oh, so interesting. Um, yeah, so my background was not related to business or marketing or anything. Um, I was a dive instructor and a yoga teacher. That was that was what I knew. So, both me and um, Chelsea, we had like no experience. So it was very much like literally I remember sitting at my laptop and just googling like what is profit <laughs> how do I make swimwear <laughs> and I did exactly the same thing yeah so I think it's a really important message to people like just doesn't matter if you've got no experience literally just start by googling it and um and you'll eventually mm. get there so it was a lot of trial and error loads of mistakes some stressful times like our first samples for our products were horrible um so yeah it's just perseverance and if it wasn't for the for the charity side and the movement it would have been easier um it would have been harder yeah. and easier to give up but we had that kind of momentum and um pushing us on to to do something good yeah and I really love how the two worlds kind of collide in the middle mm. um and how the charity side and the whole I'd say the backbone of the plastic movement that you have going on is then kind of not supported by, what's the word, complemented by this gorgeous swimwear, which not only is made out of recycled, sustainable fabric, but also 
has these incredible prints on them which mimic the creatures from the ocean um and yeah i love them and i also love what you said about making mistakes because for me i'm until i don't know a month ago i was googling again how to start a podcast Mm. so it is about making mistakes and about using google and trial and error um but it is super interesting to hear your journey um so i just wanted to finish now with a couple of quick fire questions that i have for you from Ooh, the people of instagram oh, i know i know it's so exciting isn't it okay so first question scuba or free diving scuba yeah okay favorite marine animal oh mandarin fish i really nice choice they are amazing i changed my mind i was a baby box fish girl but it's now <laughs> i love the mandarin box fish are the dream i yeah if you haven't seen a, a box fish guys like go and google it they are stunning um They're so cute <laughs> and so cute like the cutest fluff if a, if a fish could be like a fluffy cute thing it, it's that um exactly <laughs> <laughs> favorite dive spot uh komodo oh uh, same literally same do you have a favorite site or is it just the park in general i wasn't there long but i remember the uh the shotgun was that one shotgun yeah. i think so that was honestly really one of my favorite sites in the whole world i'm so with you on yeah. that um greatest threat to the ocean oh this is hard to do quick fire greatest threat to the ocean uh if people <laughs> i mean that's very broad people or i've got to say i've got to say plastic but no i think global warming if i'm honest like that's the biggest problem yeah <laughs> um if you could be any one of the animals of your rash guards which one would you be um any animal of the rash guards oh i think it's got to be a whale shark yeah they do seem to have a pretty good life i think well they're actually horrific side note Mm -hmm. this isn't a very positive way to end the podcast but um on the news this morning there was a whale shark that washed up in sri lanka and it was a juvenile as well with all of its fins cut off that was a really cheerful way to start the day (gasps) yeah oh my god there's just nothing left cheerful about the ocean is there how sad There's so much cheerful stuff about the ocean. Yeah, I'm just kidding, guys. And the ocean is having an amazing time without people right now. Like, oh my God, we just have all this space and blah, 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 no noise and blah, blah, blah. And we're going to be going back to that. So that's Exactly. There we go. And on that cheerful note, I think we will end (laughs) today's episode. Um, So, Emma, would you like to drop in your Instagram website? Anything else? Yes. Um, I think Instagram is probably best. So it's just at Ocean Mimic um, and it's ocean-mimic.com. So yeah, have a look, check it out. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast today. It has been amazing to chat plastics with you and trash guards. And hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. You have been listening to Ocean Poddy with me, Mads Ocean. As always, you can find the podcast on social media as at Ocean Poddy and me as at Mads underscore Ocean. For additional episodes and info about the poddy, head over to our website, newwave.store slash Ocean Poddy. And remember, it's not all doom and gloom. Stay healthy and have a happy week, guys.